0: Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk about week one, Tampa Bay. Um, Didn't go how we thought it would. Most folks that I saw definitely picked the Vikes to win, whether they were going to cover the spread or not. Um, Once it did hit uh, six and a half, I did take it. Uh, so I'll take it. <laughs> but, yeah, that was an ugly, especially the first half, ugly, ugly game. Too many turnovers, too many miscues, mishaps, um, mistakes, errors. It, it definitely was costly, and that's what costed the game. Mr. Uh, Winfield Jr. was not too kind in his return to Minnesota. He was all over the place. It seemed like they had a free blitzer here and there. Uh, every possession. It was rough. It was rough. And, uh, you know, we did have some positives out of it. They were able to move the ball once they got going, just didn't capitalize on the defense. Sure, we could pick out little spots and whatnot at the end of the game, at the end of the second quarter. But they played pretty damn good. They stuffed the run. Those are legit receivers they're going against, Baker Mayfield or not. So I thought they – this one comes on airs. This one comes on the offense. I think that's fair to say. And we'll break it all down, like I said, especially those first half. We should have had a lead. I mean, it could have been 17 to three right before half. Um, and maybe they go down and make it 17 to 10 still, but yeah, that was, uh, that was rough. We saw some offensive line issues. We saw some injuries. We saw a freak play. We're going to talk all about it. And of course, now we got a short week at Philly. It, what was it? Monday night last year. But not a fun way to start 0-1. It's going to be tough not to be Owen 2 heading into this one. We're going to preview and predict that Philly game. And as you know, if you listen to the Purple People At Podcast, we do talk a little Gophers football to close the show. They got a dub and they got a running back. True freshman look the part of a Minnesota running back or a Midwest running back in general. If you want to go Wisconsin in there as well. He looked the part, Well, we're gonna need everything. Offense, defense, special teams, the whole nine, pass and run game going at North Carolina on the road. I believe they're 20th in the AP. So we'll like I said, we'll close the show like that. If this is your first time listening to the Purple People Eaters podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on BlogtalkRadio.com forward slash Ropa Dope Radio. You don't have to go to blogtalk Talk and Ropa Dope and download the show there directly. You can find it in a variety of places um, under Rope Dove Radio, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the podcast app, Player FM, um, Google Podcasts, and a host of other places. We have a Spricker page as well, uh, the Living in Loserville. That'll be kicking in as far as the basketball show, but in general, we've been on that, I think, two, three years now, so check that out. Um, and then while you're at it, why don't you head on over to TheGruelingTruth.com at Sports News 24. One more thing. Sign up for a DirecTV stream and, and save $30, plus add DirecTV Sports Pack, which includes the NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, SEC Network, Bid 10 Network, and more. Stream with no strings, live sports news and on demand, no annual contracts, no hidden fees, no satellite dish, no cable box, limited time. Remember, save $30 on a, on your DirecTV stream. Choose a DirecTV stream package that's right for you. Okay. Gonna go ahead and bring in my co host and friend Aaron. First and foremost, how are you doing, sir? And second, boy, in the first half, that thing was
1: ugly. I'm well, Chris. And uh, how about those unis, right? I mean, that was uh, a nice like surprise that. because the rest of it, <laughs> the first half was, I mean, it seemed like they came out kind of well and then, you know, fumbled and uh, I started. Kind of a little rusty on just about everything offensively. Um, little plays here, plays there, but just didn't really add up to much, and could have got a lot uh, more, I think, out of that first half than what we ended up with.
0: Yeah, a lot of meat on the bone, as they say. You can outgain a team, you can outplay them, and all that, but the scoreboard in the end is what counts. That's just bottom line. That's what counts, and we didn't get the job done. They went down twenty to seventeen um <laughs> you're right though the unis i forgot the unis looked good they looked real nice everything looked good that way um and like i said there are some positives but you gotta start with the negatives in the errors in the first half like you said just in general we didn't start out well neither team's acts at both of them three and out i forgot they freed out too they gained one less yard yeah that's a hell of a way to start Three plays for us, three yards, 48 seconds. Three plays, two yards for them, 36 seconds. Real quick, before we get to the nice drive that unfortunately ended in a, um, a fumble. Now that you've seen the first game for two years in a row when we haven't played the starters, I gotta admit, although we mentioned it last week, I, it just, it felt like preseason. It felt like some rust was going on out there, my friend.
1: I think it did too. There just wasn't, the timing was a bit off, uh, you know, oh, that's what it feels like to get hit again, that kind of thing. It's like going on. It's like, you know, I'm not, you know, I was thinking to myself earlier in the week, I was like, well, or after the game, you know, do you want to risk the injury? You know, either way you're going to, you know, either way you're going to get it. This joint practices you could injure just as well as the preseason game. And we talked a little bit about that Cincinnati game a couple of years ago where Mike, he would play his guys and t- just to make sure they knocked the rust off, basically. And they came out in Cincinnati and had a terrible first drive. So that's obviously not a, a fix at all, all the time. But I think I've been more comfortable just kind of knowing that they've seen a little action going into to week one because these results here, it's like, you know, you can't really tell what you're going to get And you have to kind of know from a human standpoint that, you know, you got to get live bullets, uh, so to speak, uh, before week one. And, you know, even if it's a series or a quarter, somewhere in there, you got to find a way to get starters into play. I I think I agree with that. And I don't know if that's going to change KOC's mind at all about what he wants to do because, you know, somebody – blows an ACL or something, well, I'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. white play right. starters, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's got to... Exactly. Either way, you're going to... You know, it can go either way, but I think I'd rather come out of the gate, first drive, uh, week one, uh, with a little bit of timing uh, better, and so, so I guess hand down I guess I'm in favor of a series or so and that's my final word on it I, I yeah, didn't really know exactly. what to say because you just don't <laughs> know how they're going to come out but if they would have came out fast and, yeah. and strong then you're like all right uh then I guess they don't need preseason and I think they kind of did last year didn't seem to be a big problem right. they came out and, but this year uh a new year and uh, a different result so I think I would have preferred to see them play a little bit maybe next season we'll have a discussion in the preseason about whether you should get them out there or not.
0: That is a good point, though. <laughs> like, if you know if they came out sharp, we be like, "Yeah, man, this is this is great. I really like this scrimmage stuff." But literally a week later, we're like, "Ooh, I don't know." And my big mouth had to say it at the end. Remember the segment had passed; I had to come up and say it anyway. That yeah, man, I'm I'm really in agreement, and I really think that's the way to go in the future. And now all of a sudden, you're like, "Ooh, yeah, this looked like preseason." And speaking of preseason, now. It's, uh, it's third and three or third and two. It's third and short. You can see it's going to be a pitch. Uh, that Jefferson had a nice pickup. We're talking about the uh, nine play drive that lasted like five minutes, went, uh, you know, a sizable like 60 yards. Um, Bradbury got banged up on that one, never got, came back in the game off of that. But, um, and I had, I, right before we hit record, I was wrong on that. I actually thought he had come back in the game and then went back out again again, but I was, I was wrong. It was Derisaw uh, that came back. Um, hopefully his ankle is going to be okay for Thursday. But anyway, third and short, nice drive going. Like I said, J.J. gets a nice two catches, a nice catch and run. Uh, things are going good. And then the young man uh, from LSU, Ingram, and I've only seen this – that I can recall off the top of my head, Aaron. Once it was in Alabama, was on defense. I can't remember who was on offense, but you know, he gets a snap. You could see he's turning. He's about to pitch it, and Ingram. He even said that today it was just a freak accident. He hit the damn ball, and the ball went on the ground. Turned over a perfectly good drive. When's the last time you saw that, not just in Vikings, but in general? Because I can only think of a a play a chunk of years ago. I just remember it once, and it was near the goal line. That's why I remember it so much. But not for the
1: Vikings. Yeah, you remember that. I don't really remember ever seeing that before. And, you know, Ingram, it's not like he's flailing out there, but his body parts are getting involved in a lot of plays here, like hands, feet. We didn't get the Trippin' Cousins uh, this game, but we got this, and – uh you know you and i talked last week about you know seeing a, an improvement in him between his rookie year and a and his second year and we thought you know well let's bet on that because they didn't work to replace him and they you know they didn't do anything so they must have had a lot of confidence going in and i you know i think he gets a lot more flack than he should but he does deserve some flack uh just from holding up that spot and if they you know there's guards out there and but you know even like you said last week you know Cleveland's not that much better. And so that right. whole, we talked about it, that that whole interior offensive line for the last five years. And people are saying it was the last two years. I'm like, no, 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 this has been a problem for yeah. a very long time. And it doesn't take a genius to figure that it would rear its ugly head. And then we're going to this bloodbath on Thursday. It's just, I don't want any, <laughs> no Bradbury, which is a thing. And it's like, okay, well, what's the plan there. And that's a talker for a different time. But right now, it's not a lovely thing and you know Ingram it could be anybody there if you got Cleveland and Bradbury or Schlottman and Cleveland or Ingram I mean the combination of all those three guys is just not working out uh Bradbury you know he improved his play last year uh, I guess we didn't see a lot of him this game so we don't know how he holds up but he does kind of captain that line so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt that his absence might have had something to do with a poor play in the interior but until I see uh, those two guards step up Uh with Bradbury continuing uh improved play. I'm just not going to be a fan of that interior and it affects the run game and f- really affects pass protection. And it's just not a good thing. And I've just been saying it for years and, you know, now people are on the internet are starting to come along with it, that line sucks. And yeah, well, you know, th- unfortunately those are the people that, you know, never think cousins has ever done anything wrong. And, um, and so they'll blame the line, but I, I really just think that's a major issue here and it's going to continue to be. And there's like you said earlier off, off air, there's guards out there. We got 14 million in cap. I, I just think something's got to be done.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a little less. Actually, I don't even know that what it is now because of, uh, Josh's deal, but it's still a fa- plenty for a one year deal, one year fix. And we didn't even need to get it. To the point of uh, September, you know, we could have had him for the whole off season. Somebody, just somebody. Um, And I know they brought in that guy kind of late, who's played tackling, guard, and center, and all that. But uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. Like you said, we we we'll see. But yeah, I mean, we. The one thing I'll give Ingram creativity because we asked him not to step on the the foot of Cousins, and he did. You know, he did live up to that part of it. But he's getting creative. This time, two nice plays by some young corners on the next possession, Evans in Blackman. Um, and so they didn't get anything from that first fumble, but they sure did on the second one. Another free rush, uh, rush. I think a second down, Winfield that pressure on the first drive. This time he comes off the edge, free throw, Cousins is about to throw. Looked like he was going to Jordan Addison, if I remember correctly. He's about... He's like he wasn't coming forward with it, but you could tell he's just about to release. Got hit, fumble. They turned it into a field goal, and I want to credit. So that's another fumble one, but I want to credit the D. I mean, four plays, no freaking yards, and at least they at least they kept him to a full field goal there. And it's only three and zero, but once again, a free blitzer and. It, it was not It was like a three, I think it was a three, maybe a five-step drop. I think it was a five-step drop. We did do a lot of shotgun last uh, last last night or, or yesterday, I should say, because it was a new game. But that's something that I heard a lot of people talk about. I did notice, too. Sometimes, though, when you pass a lot, that, that happens. But, um, once again, you're just giving them points.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, that brought something to my mind that I was – Definitely going to bring up here, and it's on these bootlegs that Cousins gets, and I know that's not what he was running uh, when Winfield uh, cleaned it up, but I'm sick of seeing these free runners on bootlegs. Now, sometimes that's a scheme thing where, you know, you're going, you're booting into the free runner and trying to get it out quick. I get that. But sure. every time Cousins is on a boot now, there's a free runner coming at him. It doesn't give him any time to, to look down the field or throw, and, Unless that's a scheme thing uh, the majority of the time, and I'm missing it, but it just doesn't seem like it is 100% of the time. And I, every single boot, there's a guy coming at him, and he's got to either check down or you know, throw it away, which he's not really inclined to do, or try to run it. Um, that's just been bothering me too. And I, You know, these turnovers, Chris, uh, turnovers are never good. Let's just preface everything by saying that. And to have three and a, and a half is not helping you at all. Like you said, the score could have been much different if you can finish some of those drives and not turn the ball over. But again, that's that, you know, game one, no preseason, you know, just stupid errors, ball handling errors, mistakes in blockings and, and all that stuff. And defensively, uh, like you said, the two corners held up, I thought really well uh, for being a rookie and a second year guy. Asked to do a lot in that uh, in that defense, and I thought Evans held up mostly pretty well. He, hit, you know, Evans got a not a, a Caleb Evans held up well against Mike Evans, um, was what I was trying to say. And that's not an easy cover. Mike's a big guy, and uh, I thought he held up well enough. He gave up a little bit to to Mike in a few times, but I thought, you know, for being now he's got to stay healthy. A Caleb Evans needs to stay healthy. And uh, that's the real question with him. We thought he had the talent, and we knew he could cover from what we saw of him last year. So it was a pleasant surprise to see that. And uh, I think, you know, defensively, Chris, is a work in progress. Uh, but I think they held up. It definitely was not their fault in this game. I think they stopped a lot of of short fields that didn't necessarily have to be there. And and I thought they held up well enough to win that game. Well, they gave up 20 points. I thought we should have been able to score more than that.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. So you look at it, three and out, and, yeah, they didn't start great either, but looking at our side of the ball, three and out, good drive, fumble, fumble, three and out, Um, you know, so there, there wasn't uh, – and that's actually, I'll say, Cousins missed Jefferson on a third down on that second, third and out, so the fourth possession. It's pretty crazy. We had the ball – both teams had the ball a lot in the first half. Then all of a sudden it was like – Actually, there was only two possessions in the in the third quarter, which is a, pretty crazy. But then, you know, uh, I think Bynum made two good plays, good tackles on that on their three and out, and then we got you know six plays, eighty three yards, got the lead. Um, I remember Jefferson had a twenty five yard pickup, Chandler had a nice little screen, um, but I think was it on a third and eleven that we got that. I can't remember if that. Yeah, third and eleven. Um, and, uh, deep ball to the young man wide open, definitely showing, you know, what Jefferson can do to, uh, okay, you better know, you know, cause a lot of people paying attention to him. Jordan Addison, the, the, the corner never really, no one really took him. And then the corner thought the safety was there. The safety thought the corner was there. And next thing you know, he's running free.
1: Yeah. we just ran through the seam on that. Uh, nobody really knew who was gonna gonna catch him, and you know he's fast, and I didn't have any doubt he'd catch that ball. And Kirk saw him, and I thought it was a, a very nice play, timely, and like you said, if you're gonna do these things to Jefferson, you better believe that uh, Addison can get you. And he had another nice catch too, Chris, on the sideline. I thought was pretty good too. Um, but yeah, he looks to be you know he looks the part. Uh of a number two and everybody's saying KJ's number two. And I think Addison will quickly move into that number two if he continues to play like this and nice to get him a a touchdown in his first, uh, NFL game. And I thought, you know, great route. Now I think Tampa Bay came around and did the same thing to us the exact same play from the other side. Um, but yeah, just a little seam route and, uh, safety lost them and touchdown.
0: Yeah, that, that was really nice. They came back and, Got another three and out. You know, watching this, like man, I didn't realize there were so many three outs in the first half. But that's why they had so many, you know, so many times to to touch the ball. Then they got going, and that's where I think uh good old Josh with the new contract got the job done. I, I think he, I think he made a big play there. They forced a punt. Then like a nice nine play, sixty two yard. Osborne had a nice pickup. JJ had a a, a catch, and then another big pickup. Um, I think Cousins was 13 for 13 until um, there was an incomplete pass and it could have, you know, could have been a catch. It would have been a tough catch for, for Osborne. you could have probably called a uh, pass interference on Winfield there. Um, you know, especially in the, the NFL, how they call pass interference and maybe, you know, the makeup call later in the game, because it looked like a little less a pass interference than that one did. Uh, so. That- but uh, clearly it was going to be a, a good catch, tough catch maybe, because he had to put both hands up in the air like that. But it would have made it a little bit e- easier. I do think Winfield probably um, was passing interference there. But it is what it is. Um, and <laughs> the, this Whitley, was he a linebacker? I think he's a linebacker. He hurdled the damn quarterback. I was like, what the hell was that? What? And, and once again, they forced another three and out. Um, and then it was like third and long, and I think Osborne ran something short of the sticks. Osborne didn't have a great game. And like you said, with the young rookie, you know, nipping at his heels, he, you know, he's got to tighten up a little bit. He, he caught the ball, but it was short of the sticks. And it's like, that's on the wide receiver there. Um, and then we added a penalty on a third and short. Was it who, – who was it then on that third and short where we, oh, that was the Pat Jones one. Was that the yep. Pat Jones one? Yeah, that was okay. Pat Jones. And it made it, yeah, okay, it was, okay. Yeah, that that's right, good call. And, and Evan's got the TD, it's 10-10. And, you know, they, they were bound to do something, so I wasn't, like, you know, going crazy at the defense at that point. And, and plus, we had made so many damn mistakes, you know. You're like, okay, no big deal. Um And then, shit, it was like a, we had like a minute nine on the clock, and we were able to move the ball right away. Um, J.J. almost broke a tackle for a touchdown. You could see he was pissed. Um, but then right at the one-yard line, um, the ball goes to Osborne. A lot of people talking about it on both sides of this. Um, what would you see there in that play um, to Osborne? Like I said, right around the one-yard line.
1: Are you talking about the, the incomplete pass?
0: No, I'm talking about the ultimately the pick, the kind of like the pick strip. Oh, up.
1: yeah. Just right a high the pass. The one. It was a high pass. Just a little oh, too no, that's high, a right? different he to one.
0: Hands. Oh. That's a different one. That one hit him in the chest, like in the stomach. It's right oh, at the uh, one.
1: Hmm. I guess I don't remember that one, so I might not have saw it. I might have been away from the TV at the time, so I don't have a lot of thoughts on it, I guess. Um, okay,
0: so – the only thing you could say is Cousins could have just went someplace else. Um, But the ball itself, a lot of people, my, when I first saw it, I thought the ball was behind until I got to see the different angles and why it was thrown where it was. A lot of people said he should have let him, but there was a safety right behind him. It would have been a tough completion as it was. He had to fit it in there anyway, but he threw it, and it was behind him, but if you look at where it was low, and it was right on his chest, stomach area. In fact, it went all the way into his body and it popped up and hit his face mask. So he had it with two hands before the guy to his right side of him was even in on it. That guy ripped it out of Osborne's chest and just started running. Um, that was oh, how the. I remember that now. Yep. Yep. I know uh, what so you're talking about now. The only thing I could say is, and I think Cousins and KO said, well, maybe the only. Maybe he could have kept reading. Um, Osborne's guy was, or not Osborne, but uh, um, the the right guard, you know, Ingram, his guy was, kind of took away leading him anyway with the passing angle. But um, for the people that said he should have let him, I don't know, dude. You're really laying your guy out to get hit. I thought it actually, it was a tight window. So I think the case could be made, made, just go someplace else with it, but, when you catch the ball and you're at the one, you can literally just lay back. A yard is about three feet, you know? Yeah. So a little over, what, three inches over three feet? So if he did lay back, he's six foot, he just lays back. That's probably a touchdown. He caught it standing with nobody hitting him yet. So I thought that was on Osborne because you can't get, let a guy just take the ball from him.
1: Well, I'd say hands catch there probably would help you instead of body right. catch. Yep. Um, maybe a better box out. But the guy that ripped it, I just think it was a great play by the defender. To be honest, like, he just kind of took it away from him, man. Like, ball made contact with Osborne in his gut. Uh, Pretty fast ball coming at him. And uh, he just kind of ripped it out of there. Now, I guess you can try to wrap the ball up quicker, but I really think it's just a great defensive play. Kind of, you know, Johnny on the spot there for the defender. Just kind of there, balls there, grabbed it out. Took it. Otherwise, you're right. He could have just fell back, touchdown. But I really think that's the first defendants. and goal at
0: the one. You're yep. right, though. I think hands, hands. Yep. yep. So it doesn't even get a little bobbled. So the guy doesn't even have a chance at it. You know. Yep.
1: That's a really hands the only thing play. I can say about that. I sorry, yeah. I got confused about which player you calling. You're right,
0: though, because yep. the other one was high, and that's the one Winfield was draping on him. Yep. Yeah. That would have been a hell of a catch, but I still think Winfield was passing like held him back. But you're right. The ball was high regardless, though. That's yeah. the one you were thinking
1: of. And he kept so going to KJ down there. Uh, the other, the other play that I brought up, too, was the, uh, yeah, the incomplete pass going towards the sideline in the end zone, mm-hmm. too. And, uh, that was just a high throw as well. So I don't, I know Kirk wasn't sharp this game. Uh, you know, I think he had some good passes, but for the overall, his usual money plays in the red zone. I think he's just a little bit off. And that's that preseason, you know, that, uh, joint practice stuff, it's like you you can joint practice, but you don't have 40,000 people. You don't have the lights. You don't have the cameras. You don't have all that stuff. And that all plays into it, too. And, you know, I just think even, you know, that play we're talking about with Osborne, it's like That was right on the
0: chest, though, dude. I I can't put that on Cuss. I mean, I I gotta say that
1: I probably would have caught that with my gut, too, you know, and not hands caught it. But I think that's the only way you could have avoided that play is is to catch it with your hands outside of your body, and especially if you have got a swiping defender on you. Yeah,
0: but like I said, if it touches you, you got two hands on it. No one's touched you yet. That's on the receiver, in my in my opinion. In my opinion. Um, but you're right. The ball, right on. Yeah, we went to him like three or four times actually, because we went later. You're right in the red zone. We went in the end zone. We went later to him to the right when we actually did get the pass interference. Um, but yeah, that I didn't really look at him as, as being not sharp though, um, but he, that ball was definitely high. Uh, the the one before, but it's just yeah, just those little things where you're like, dude, this we, we have to make these plays. Even if he doesn't get a touchdown, who cares? You just drop your center of gravity and you're you're at the one first and goal. Like I know we we don't have the greatest offensive line interior, but still, you got to think first and goal we can score there. Um, but who knows? It was a funky game. So they came out. There was two drives. This is kind of funny, Aaron. 16 plays, 75, 16 plays, 75. One went for almost nine minutes. The other went for 724. So the third quarter, I remember going, holy shit, dude, that was quick. Like, that was really quick. Now, there was that fourth and three moment where, you know, that was an issue, the youngster, um, you know, off-size, and that allowed them – to not kick a field goal in, what was it, the next play or the play after, two plays after, uh, touchdown. So that, that freaking sucked. Um, and, but, you know, cause they had stopped him to a field goal. They, they bent, but they didn't break. But ultimately, if you give them another shot, that's yeah. going to happen. I did like, though, how the Vikings responded with their own 16, uh, you know, play drive. Mattson, really great effort on that drive in general. Oliver had, a nice catch. Addison had a good first down. At, it was like on the third and 13, Addison made a nice catch. It's 17-7, fourth quarter. Um, I remember there was this play early in the fourth where the pocket had broken down. Cousins got a couple yards, and he, I think it was number 43, was wreaking havoc all day too. He freaking slammed Cousins down on the ground. I was actually – You know how the NFL it was. I actually was expecting a penalty there because, you know, it was like, damn, dude, you just slammed the F out of them. And I was just screaming like, get down. Just get down. Who cares about an extra yard? You already got your four yards. Get the F down. But it's 17 to 7. Or I'm sorry, 17 to 17. I'm feeling pretty good after that drive, I got to admit. We're in the fourth quarter now.
1: Yeah, I thought the play, Jay Ward play, like you said, the offsides, that was really the tale. I think that's the tale of the game. Um, I mean, everybody left the field. Uh, they had to come back on. It was a whole thing. Um And just a dumb mistake by a rookie in, in alignment on a, you know, what was it, field goal defense, I think it was. And, uh, you know, so you had them stopped. They make the kick. It's three. It's four-point swing. You lost by three and the momentum kind of changed there and just you know the whole game chris we keep pointing out these little mistakes that weren't there if you would have been sharp if you could have came out and i guess week 1 i get it those are things are going to happen but you know i'm sure that tampa has their own uh you know small little things that didn't go their way uh sure. for them as well and so you know, and you're supposed to win this game. I think we have superior talent to, to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll see how the season goes, but I think it'll play out just about what, how we think it is. And it's just these little things that you look at and you go, well, yeah, that leads to a three point loss. Um, but I thought that was the big play. And, you know, I, I did like that, like you said, it came out, it went down the field, uh, great scoring play by Madison. I sometimes I forget yes. he's got that in him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know he could have been stopped two yards shy there, and he wiggled his way into the end zone, and that was a surprise. Um, and, and but I really think that's the play, Chris. It really is. Unfortunately for Ward, he'll learn from that, because uh, I think he's a valuable part of this defense. I think he'll he'll do more positive things than negative things. But this happened to be a negative thing on, on the first game, and uh, I'm sure he'll make up for that.
0: And then we had to catch up to Tampa on three and out. So our last two times we had the ball three and out, three and out. There was a high pass by Cousins on third and seven that could have been a, a catch, you know, more of a catchable ball. It was just a high pass. And then on the flip side, on the second three and out, the corner came up and made a really great play. Otherwise that would have been a first down. And if you just, we know about those drives. Who knows? If you just get better field position or whatever, or you get a field goal, I'm not saying that all these drives end in touchdowns or even points for that matter, but um, two, one good, you know, one bad pass, one great play by the corner. And then this is where, like I said, you really can't mess with the defense too much in this one, but, you know, allowing a 10 play drive and just letting them end the game uh, in the four minute drill. Uh, everybody loves to finish games like that with the four-minute drill because it's, it's a show of, you know, of dominance, even though they didn't dominate us as a team. That is the best way to just go out, even if you don't score points there. Um, and that, that, that was a big way to, to get those, what was it, two or three third-down conversions. Neither side really did great on third-down conversions, but you know, they made the necessary play there at the end to uh, hold the ball and, and uh, you know shut it down.
1: Yes, they did. I last time I remember us doing that is that game I keep bringing up, an Atlanta game where we won on the four minute, ran it out. It's rare in the NFL that you see that happen. Yeah. Um but we saw it this weekend and it didn't go our way. Um but yeah, I, I thought defensive line was the issue there. We just gave up too much in the run. And first downs also gave up too much in the run, I thought. Um mm-hmm. you know, I think that'll improve a little bit, but it's hard to tell with Lowry and Phillips um how that's going to work. And we didn't see much of Tonga, which I thought was interesting because um, I thought we'd see a little bit more of him in there in some kind of rotation or something. And they don't appear to be rotating much except for the ends with Wanham and, and Jones uh, with the lack of Davenport. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, work that defensive line uh, rotation if they are going to rotate. and uh, I thought, you know, defensively, Chris, we saw a lot of things in this game that really made us i think make me feel a lot better about the defense certainly didn't sit back and and take it to him now we gave up some stuff because we were you know running corner blitzes safety blitzes right. um a lot of different stuff going on defensively uh that you know even it's hard to keep track of because you know this year it's a lot of new numbers and new faces that's out. true like, yeah. who was that you know yeah like that that dude who hurtled the corner i was like oh,
0: oh shit i forgot about
1: him yeah, and then, you know, pace running around out there. And I thought yep. he played a little better than I thought he would. Uh, didn't get caught in the watch as much, made a few plays, saw some more for a little bit. Hicks, you kind of see his role now. And then you wanted to talk about what you saw in Metellus, which I thought is really interesting roles that he's playing at the moment.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that contract, I like the idea of it. Not, not not that, uh I mean, it's just, it's well-deserved. Not that it's going to break the bankering, but it means a ton to him and his family. And it's just like, hey, I, I'm here. And we were wondering, okay, they are going to play this legit, they're going to play three safeties. And uh, Matt Anderson broke it down as far as where he lined up. Five on the defensive line, five uh, snaps, 30 Snaps in the box, strong safety or inside linebacker. 21 in slot corner and he even played one snap on the outside and he, you know, he gave up some plays but overall he definitely made more than he gave up and Pace had that one moment where I'm not sure exactly what happened when, when he had, um, you know, Mayfield in his sights in the first down. It was a key moment in the game and it did appear that he thought that Mayfield was going to slide, and he hesitated a little bit and slowed down just ever so gently. I don't think he should have stormed past it and and made sure because the cutback would have been wide open. A lot of people are like, dude, if you just keep running, you got him. Well, it's not that easy, but I did notice he slowed down like I think he was anticipating a slide, but that, I got to give credit for Mayfield a couple times in that game, he definitely, uh, you know, definitely played pretty good. I mean, they got the outside guys as well and the good defense. And they were, speaking of blitz and safeties and corners, they were as well. It was nice seeing Harrison Smith active all over the place like he was in that Zimmer uh, defense. But, yeah, overall, man, uh, you know, it is what it is. You don't really deserve to win that game. And I know uh, you could say, of course, the Buffalo, it's 100% the Colts game last year. But we didn't deserve – Those ones don't hurt as much when you don't disturb them. You know, when you're like, dude, the other team didn't freaking turn the ball over, and we turned it over three times on top of doubling them in penalties. And the penalties were crucial, like two or three of them. So, yeah, that that one sucked, man. And like I said, going into this next week, man, 0-2 is by far the highest possibility. I mean, it's a very high possibility that they're going to go 0-2. It is it's a rough one because obviously Philly um, you know they, they I'll say this Philly did start out like super strong. They got up like 16 um, to zero right off the bat. And that is kind of the thing going back to last year, Aaron, where they would put up these crazy numbers and get a lead in the first half and then just have the defense and make enough plays with the quarterback's arm, with the wide receivers, or, or him just making a play with his feet to get a first down, continuing to drive, get some points. Um, they got up on him, but credit to um, New England for coming back. They actually made it a tight game. Dude, they had, like – the thing is, New England couldn't stop them, but they were containing them with field goals, Once you know – it was like three field goals in a row. But then again, you're giving up these 11 play, 10 play, 7 plays. Um, and But they also had one, two, three turnovers on downs on offense. That's that's a problem, obviously. So um, considering they jumped out to such a lead, and I'm talking about Philly, against a, a pretty solid team who, who looks to be taking another step this year, Philly didn't run the ball all that well. Neither team did. Um, I do think that's going to be a key for, you know, for, for us. They had to throw the ball 54 times. That's not really what New England's all about with that quarterback. Uh, we'll see if he can turn the page and be really solid this year, but it, it opened at seven. It's about seven and a half, 48 and a half. Obviously, you know, doesn't take a genius to, to know you're going to have to limit the mistakes and, I just think that was another thing that we didn't really cover too much, but the run game was very mediocre, and I felt like there would, it would have been nice. We had enough three and outs to, um, to try to give more opportunity to Matson because the guy runs hard. He showed some promise in some of those runs and screens. Setting up screens is something that took us a little while. I remember last year, then, down the stretch of last year, we were starting to get the tight end and running back screen going. So it was nice to see Ham going to Ham when it wasn't third and long, you know, to actually go to him when it's it's not third down. It just feels better to go to Ham that way because you're like, hey, this probably be a nice little pickup. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, they are so strong, Aaron, on both sides of the line. We know this, you know, and it, they have to limit those mistakes. Or it's going to be a repeat of last year because a lot of that last year was like, okay, we're going to drive, something happens. Oh, we got to, you know, Herb uh, dropped the foot, uh, a touchdown. Jefferson quit on the route. Cousins freaking uh, threw a dumb pass for a pick. Like, we were moving the ball, but we just couldn't close the door. So, looking at that first game, Philly jumped up on him. It's like you got to kind of survive. It's like, you know, the old cliche about heavyweight fights you got to get punched on the. The chin, you're going to get punched on the chin multiple times early in the early frames with Philly. It's just about trying to survive some of it and stay level-headed to be like, hey, we can move the ball on these guys, but we have to at least get a field goal and sometimes touchdowns and not do the silly stuff.
1: Am I glad that you stopped at 0-2? Because if you look at Week 3, Week 4, Week 5, the opponents that we're going to face, uh, you know, let's just talk about uh 0-1 at this point, moving to 0-2. And, and I just got some names I want to bring up here. Uh Maybe you've heard of them. I'm not sure, but Brandon Graham, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat. And you can back those guys up with Derek Barnett, Jalen Carter, Milton Williams, Contavious Street. These are all the guys we're going to see Please Thursday stop. night. Please
0: stop. Stop it.
1: Thursday night, my friend. Bradbury in or out. Who knows? Who knows? Ingram, uh, questionable, uh, play. I think he's healthy. It's just questionable play. Um, I mean, this interior of the offensive line, we can have the tackles all we want. No one's going to care about our tackles. The weakness is inside and their strength is inside. So, I mean, that's really the game for me, uh, right there. Our defense can play well. And I thought, you know, they did, but, even in a defensive match, I just don't. You know, our offense, unless you know, God, stranger things have happened in the NFL, Chris. We could bounce back. We could win this one. It's possible. You know, uh, I yeah, don't it was think very Vegas has it there. Year,
0: you know, it was very winnable last year. It just we just effed off.
1: But we're just hitting one of these lines again that we're not built for. We yeah. can't make it. And they come in waves,
0: man. <laughs> waves yeah, it's all going to be perfect, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, mostly from Georgia, these guys. And they just, they're going to just, I mean, Bradbury picked a nice time to be injured because uh, poor Schlotman is going to just get handed to him. and He's going to get Schlotman. I don't know. How are we going to run the ball, at him. Is that what we're going to do? Because passing the ball could be dangerous, man. I mean, Kirk's never injured, but I don't know. I mean, i got to have some faith in the squad, you know, so – Let's hope they got it game planned somehow, five tight ends, three three running backs. I don't know, something. But uh, I just don't trust the interior at all. And so, therefore, passing the ball is going to be either really quick passes or none at all. It'll be a lot of check down this if we go five-step drop. Um, offensively, offense is going to be stunted uh, in this game. So defense will have to make plays and also stop a pretty good offense. I could read their offensive lineman too. It's a pretty nice board. Oh yeah. Both sides
0: of the line are really solid.
1: So I think, you know, this is where, you know, the rubber meets the road here with this, with this franchise, Chris is our fronts are praying to be league average and their fronts are some of the league's best praying
0: on league, league average. (laughs)
1: Right. So I just, there's, a 10% chance we win this game. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I hope we can come out of there with some, well, we ran the ball well, or we you know, we hit the outside, or, or we have some uh, silver linings to take out of this. I mean, I think we had a chance, like you said, last year uh, in this, and they got kind of blown out second week. Um, we're back again this year, and, and on a Thursday night, short week, injured center. I just don't like it. I, I think the Vikings lose uh, handily here. But let's hope we keep it competitive. That's what we want to do. And by competitive, I mean less than 14 points. Um, but I really think it's a 14 point win here or more. Um, and let's just hope it doesn't get embarrassing. Let's hope we don't have any injuries, particularly cousins. That's a season changing injury. Um, and there's some other guys too, if you want to bring up that could also be season, uh, changing injuries. Jefferson, Addison, um,
0: you really are going to list all these knock on wood. I got to knock, I got to go buy some two by four. I just think States. when your fronts are so you bring it up, vastly Jefferson dominated. And, oh my gosh.
1: When your fronts are so vastly dominated on both sides of the ball, Chris, anything could happen. And so let's just, you know, knock on wood and let's just pray that uh, we get out of there healthy. Uh, and was still with a little bit of dignity
0: with a little pride (laughs) we got to make it respectful that is true now fletcher cox is questionable we'll see we'll see it sounds like even though they haven't listed questionable james bradbury who's been one of the corners (laughs) that eat us up and that's why i wanted to talk about this he he's in the concussion protocol so that might he may not play i there's no guarantee or anything like that we don't know, but um he may not play just because when you're in that thing, it's a short week it uh, they're probably thinking, hey man, we should win this game, let's rust him up, you know let's make sure he's okay because he is one of their you know starters and whatnot. but um, the reason why I bring that up is because there's a handful of teams in this league that bully our wide receivers and Justin is included in this. now remember that week. He got bullied a little bit, and look what he did after that. I remember That's that Washington. Point. Yep, it's and I remember that Wa- that Washington game. There was a couple of uh, red zone end zone catches he didn't come down with. He took responsibility for them, and the rest of the season he was coming down with everything. You know, including everything. You know, and not just the Buffalo game. So I really want to see, and that includes you too, TJ, TJ Hawkinson. You're a big dude. You look like a Viking, for Christ's sake. We got to see you be able to box these guys out. You cannot just get bullied because them and, like, two other teams over the years, the last few years, have bullied us, and that's what I'm afraid of as well. I got it 30 to 20, and that might be – a late touchdown type thing, <laughs> you know what we you are talking about? Hey, yeah. we did manage to get that going there in the fourth quarter, so you know. But I got a thirty to twenty. Unfortunately, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Anything else before we get on to our Gophers to close the show, sir?
1: I think thirty to twenty is is, is optimistic, but let's hope you are right. Maybe it's some. Well, late you said touchdowns.
0: fourteen, right? I mean, that's a two right. point game. You know.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, and like, the spread, right? All right. But, you know, like you said, maybe it's some late touchdowns, you know, and garbage time, so to speak. And then now, Chris, uh nice win against Eastern Michigan for the Golden Gophers, right? I mean, it was a little more convincing than we've been against uh, the Mac in a while. Um Well last year good. we
0: were pretty convincing though. Bowling Green
1: yeah. was two years Bowling, <laughs> Well, you know, we have still a more left in it, man. team. Bowling oh, Green's living you, in right? my head, rent free. Um and now we're going to face a really tough North Carolina North Carolina on the road. We saw this on the schedule last year. We thought, ah, you know, that's going to be tough. Um, but it's a, a really tough challenge this year. Um, like I said, running back looked good. We got a running back. Uh, I think that's going to be running back one. And then I thought the other guy, Taylor Tyler, these guys, um, I thought were pretty good. Um, yeah, are he- we going to get the linebacker back? Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, God,
0: we need Lindbergh. I think they just held him out this week. That's what it sounds like.
1: Okay. But yeah, oh,
0: Oh, my God. Especially playing this damn, uh, you know, this this type of, probably the second, maybe the second pick or at least the second
1: quarterback in the draft. That's for sure. But I I like her secondary here, you know. Like, I think that Wally and uh, Newbin, I think they'll, they'll hold up pretty well. I think they've schemed this game out pretty well. I think it'll be a competitive football game. I don't think – I really think we're – it's hard to tell what we are at this point, but from what I've seen, it seems like you get Lindbergh back in there at some point, um, that'll really shore up that defense, and I think it's more pressure this year. That whoever that new defense alignment, 93 I think is his number. is
0: He was here last year. He was here last year too.
1: Well, he looks like a totally different guy uh, this year. It looks like an actual – you know, possible NFL defensive alignment, um, which is nice to have on there. And I thought the offensive line picked it up a little bit more this game. And, uh, Calic Manis also impressed me a little bit against Eastern Michigan. He's still kind of the side army throw kind of thing, but he's got a lot more guts getting balls in than, than I think Tanner did and uh, a little more zip on him. And I think as long as, you know, he doesn't get gun shy after a couple of interceptions or something like that, I think that'll continue to improve. And so, you know, I really think this game's going to be a very interesting test. You're right. Drake Mays, their quarterback, and they got a lot of stuff going on in North Carolina, but, you know, I think it's going to be a competitive game.
0: Yeah. We're, I think it's seven and a half right now. It's bouncing between seven and seven and a half underdog. I don't know if it gets to eight, I think I'll take it. I may take that plus seven and a half. I'm not totally sure. They did. Dude, North Carolina should just, play. I said it on the college show just a little bit ago. They should play App State. I know they don't want to, but they should play App State every year because a lot, it was double overtime game this year. Last year was like 63 to 61. Just a crazy, crazy game. Um, but yeah, that running back that, like you said, we found a running back at the true frosh who a lot of teams wanted. And uh, you know, eighteen years old, thirty-three totes or something like that for almost two hundred yards. But that uh Omarion Hampton, speaking of three touchdowns, one of them was overtime, two thirty-four, he really did it. And Drake May actually can run too, so that, that's that's something that we gotta contain for sure. But they were able to run the ball to a two and a forty four carries, Aaron, two nineteen at mm. five a clip. On North Cacalaca, so I think we got to be somewhere in the one hundred and fifty to two hundred rushing, one hundred and fifty to two hundred passing. Balance it out. Keep the ball so you can yep. keep this damn, you know, say that. powerful yep. offense. And you know, I'll say this: the NCAA totally. I feel bad for the kid, but they denied his uh, eligibility for this year. And, uh, and they were counting on him to be their number one guy, North Carolina was, for wide receiver. Now they still got talent. He, they got, you know, the second rated guy, you know, quarterback in the draft coming up. But I agree. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I, I, I'm going to pick North Carolina just because we haven't looked all that crisp, you know? Um, you could sell, like last year we were 4-0 and we pretty much handled everyone, including Mm. Michigan State. 4-0, 4-0, and and then we started playing, you know, better teams, and then we lost three in a row, you know. So if you, I'm not saying this year's 2019 okay, when I say this, but remember, those first four non-conference games were all tight-ass games, yes, they were. and then they got their jam going, you know. And yeah. so I can see in that I think his last name is Jones, who transferred in from a small school as well, the other corner. He's yeah. been playing his ass off, too. Like you said, I like what we're seeing out of the front seven in general. If you get Lindenberg back, I mean, if we don't have Lindenberg, I think he'll pick apart the middle of that field. But I think we're going to just go down swinging, but I think we may come up short. But, man, this would be such a big, big win this early in the season. It is non-conference, so it doesn't hurt us inside the Big Ten. But if we win this, boom, we're in the top 25, you know?
1: Yeah, I like the Gophers in this one, Chris, I know. I like us. I, cause I like the fact that we can run the ball. If we can run the ball, eat the clock, get out of there yeah. 15, 10, something like that. I think that's the plan here with PJs. Keep their offense off the field by running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And if we can successfully do that, move the chains, uh, I, I, can see that as a way to win. Also, I really think that these kind of games are the games that Fleck will win. Like, uh, Auburn in the bowl game, you know, things like that. Uh, this, those wins that you're like, whoa, we didn't see that coming, where you go, all right, and they just scheme it up, they plan it up, they right. go out and they win. And I really like, it's not like they haven't seen this, like we haven't seen it on the schedule. They know what they want to do. So I really think that's it, Chris. I mean, that's the key to the game. Now, obviously, no turnovers. Injuries will be an issue. Um, what you want to do is just be able to move the chains and run the ball 60 times, which we can do and have done. And if you have a running back, that you think can do the load. And I think they got two, um, yeah. you know, th- we have what it takes to eat this clock and win. So I really, I like to go over something like uh, hell, let's call it seventeen ten, something like that. Or, you know, 17, hey, if we limit like that. them
0: to the teens. We'll win yep. the game. We'll definitely win the
1: game. And so it'll be interesting to see what they, because if they go out throwing, I think that's a recipe for disaster because I, I think they're better quarterback, a little better offense. They're at home. A lot going their way but if you can if you can manage to keep that offense off the field which i think is the game plan i think they're going to win this game and and uh then again like you said uh you know those top 25 for sure and maybe even crack the top 20.
0: yeah i'm definitely going with the plus number we will see um yeah i mean man if they yeah that that would be a big big nice win and like i said they are short-handed as a wide receiver um it was kind of funny though. They threw forty four times the first week. Turned right around and only threw fifteen. So it's like we got to strive somewhere in the middle. But if you can get away with it this week, like you said, running fifty plus times, then you got to take it. You definitely got to take it. That's a good call. Any uh, last words before we shut this puppy down, sir?
1: I uh, know. Just don't want to. You know, don't get me wrong, Viking fans. I'm a Viking fan, but uh, this Philly thing is. You know, we've been looking at it all off season and it's just, you know, while I'm sitting there praying for us to sign a guard in free agency or draft a guard in the draft or grab, you know, two of them or maybe do the whole draft for offense alignment. It's just, it's for days like this. And, uh, so, you know, we'll get through this one and then on to, uh, some more tough opponents, tough schedule this year, Chris. And, uh, I think we just, you know, got to hold on here for, uh, what could be a bumpy ride
0: especially like the first four or five, there is that little six game window where you're like, man, if you could go four and two, it's possible, but getting there, not, you know, one and three or something like that, or Oh, and four, like you were saying earlier. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know anyone picking Philly. So, or picking Minnesota in this one. So if if someone's going to get on us for that, um, that would be pretty funny because it's like, all right, you know, we could cheer all day, like you said. I'm a, I'm a fan, but uh, you know, you got to be realistic. But yeah, that would be a, that'd be a huge, huge win. Anyway, we'll be back next Monday. Go Vikes, go Gophers. Peace out.